Hello, this is Josh, um, obviously. Um, I am here to tell you that uh, this is Friday's episode of Lockdown Parenting Hell. Tuesdays, we'll be going out on Friday. We basically, what we've done, we've swapped them for one week only. You'll be getting your special guest on Friday. You'll be getting me and Rob and your correspondence on Tuesday. The reasons are technical and far too boring to go into, but I hope you enjoy them all the same. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Albie, can you say... Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. And Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. Oh, not bad. I like the word. Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. Sound like Acaster. James Acaster. Josh Widdicombe. It did sound a bit Acaster, but it is Albie, who is two and a half. Uh, On the subject of making Rob's trick of boring things sound exciting, Mm -hmm. I have nailed this. He loves hoovering. To the point where he now calls himself the Dustman. The Dustman. I like it. And he will proudly give us all turns so we can share the excitement. The Dustman. We've been doing a thing with the girls in the play. We've got a playroom and it gets Mm. really messy to tidy it up because they're very competitive, we're finding. And um, what we do is um, Lou's got this little app on her phone. It's like it takes 30 seconds for a dinosaur to complete a race. So she holds it up and says, right, you need to pick up all that paper and put it in that drawer before the dinosaur wins the race. Go, go, go. You guys are so good at this stuff. It's a good idea, that one, isn't it? I can't remember what the app is, but she does that. And then she goes, right, and then stops. It can't be too long to lose interest. So you pick each individual activity and then go, right, another race. And then it's a race in the dinosaurs to tidy. You're, You're the parenting troubleshooter, Rob. That's who you are. Also, I've got an idea um, for a uh, new feature, Josh. Yeah. Like niche observational parenting comedy. Lovely. Stuff that parents, if you were at a gig and you did it, right, most of the room wouldn't laugh, but you'd get like three laughs of just insanity from the people it really clicked with. Yeah. And it's frustrating because you know it's a good bit, but it's not got mass appeal to be something that you can put into a show. That's good. You know what I mean? This is the audience for it. Yes. It's like far right conservative politics they'll grab a certain part of the country but the rest of the country no not for us you know what i mean but it's like but you know so uh, for example well shall we shall we have a little sting where it's like 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 the live at the apollo um thing (laughs) yeah like what like the live at the apollo like rob beckett i'm sure you could get rob beckett coming on at live at the apollo and then you can go into your uh, bit rob Oh, guys, you know, when you need a bit of pseudocrem for the kids and you go to get that and you get the tiniest bit, but it's always too much. (laughs) It's always too much pseudocrem. Even if you get the tiniest little finger swipe in, it's always too much. and You end up wiping it on your own arm. Am I right, guys? (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, it don't work as a delivered bit, but... No, but I I've like never, it. I think it is, yeah, totally I've never, agree. I've never got the right amount of pseudocrine out. It's always been an astronaut. It just never ends. And it's just like, it's just everywhere. But uh, yeah, that's what I mean, niche, niche yeah. stuff. I've, I've, I have got a niche observation, actually. That this, is the, this is a feature built for you, that I did yes- This is a feature. Do send them in um, that I did yesterday. I don't think there's any uh, more humiliating moment in your life than when you put something on your head to amuse your child. <laughs> and then they're, they're just not looking at you for a long time. <laughs> and you're stood there <laughs> with a sock on your head. Go, hello, hello? Sock man. You remember sock man? Do you like sock man? And then after a while, you just sadly take the sock off your head. <laughs> as, if, as if you'd never done it in the first place. Hoping no one saw. <laughs> I mean, no one That's saw you. That's even worse. Even if, like, your wife or partner doesn't see, or even, like, if no one sees, and you but you know it's been on there, that will haunt your dreams for a couple of weeks. <laughs> remember that time I had a sock on my head for ages and no one even noticed? It's the classic philosophical saying, Rob. If you put a sock on your head in the woods and no one sees, <laughs> have you had a sock on your head? <laughs> oh, dear, that tickled me. Sock head. <laughs> do no. send in your very niche observational stand-up and we will do it on our... Um, <laughs> of parenting a niche we should call of- it like live at the uh nursery or something like live at the um live at the school gates guys the school gates that's that's your demographic guys <laughs> what kind of pseudocrim are you using pot based shout out if you use pseudocrim shout out if you use cowpole <laughs> where, where, where are my neurofen heads at where are my neurofen guys <laughs> don't tell me you don't alternate cowpole to neurofen cowpole to neurofen it means you get double painkiller for your kids <laughs> Orange flavour? Who wants that? Give me double strawberry. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm having a breakdown. Um, tell us about... I'm going to have to open a window. I'm too hot, but tell me about A&E, Josh. So my daughter's... I wouldn't say she gets up early, and I wouldn't say she gets up late. I would say she's the most... Her wake-up time is more erratic than any other child. So I've got friends who've got children that wake up after eight every day. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's too late. That's too late, though. When they start going to school, too late, Josh. I know, don't want exactly. Them. Yeah, yeah, I'd hate to be them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. I wouldn't want that either. Yeah, you're right, Josh. I like what time they get up at 6am. <laughs> I like 6am. Yeah, they're losing two hours of their day. Yeah, I like, think what you could achieve. Like, do you know what I do normally is lay on the sofa half awake watching TikTok, drinking three coffees. That's what I do for those two hours. I don't know about anyone else. <laughs> exactly. Thinking about pseudocrem jokes. But my daughter is all over the shop. So this week we've had both 8.15 and 5.50. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, which really makes it difficult to know when to go to bed. Yeah. Because you, you don't know. So so this morning we had we had 8, but we'd gone to bed at 10. So I got the full 10 hours. Whereas, uh, like, other times I can go to bed at half 12 and then I'm up at, like, 6. So it's a very difficult situation, but it's fine. Yeah. But earlier this week... <laughs> Do you, do you know when you say it's fine, that means it's not? Yeah, you do know what? It does mean it's not. No it one's mean ever. Not. When something's fine, no one's ever gone, oh, that's fine. It's always a moan followed up with, oh, I don't want to look like I'm too moany, but it's fine. Well, it's not, is it? Because you just mentioned how much it annoys you. If it was fine, you, I'd argue you wouldn't say it because when something's fine, I've never, like, at the moment, this desk, have you ever heard me talk about my desk, Josh? Do you know why? Because it's fine. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing bad about it. It's fine, right? But if it is fine, you don't need to say it's fine. No, you're it's right, you're right. It's you know annoying. I mean? It's what's annoying. O- what's oxygen like? It's fine, isn't it? It gets in, gets out. 
keeps you alive. My speaker's asthmatic, I'd say. It's more than fine. I'm absolutely (laughs) a huge fan of it. But it's fine. Sorry, it's fine. The bedtime's fine, fine, yeah. Well, I would would 100% swap it for like a consistent 7am. Yeah, because you never know, do you? You never know what you're getting. You never know. It's like, you know... To, I know we draw probably too many football analogies on it, <laughs> yeah. but you, you don't want that player that can score a hat-trick but then can disappear in the next game, and that's what we're looking at. She's Eric Cantona. He can chip it from the halfway line or at 8.30am, wake up on a Sunday, or she's, you know, two-footing someone in the front row at 5am. Yeah, exactly. So um, went to bed. I was really tired this week. Thought, I've got to get a good night's sleep. Went to bed at 8.30. <laughs> Why live? Why live? Why? It's no life. It's not, is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I had a bit of a read. Light off at nine. And then... Um... <laughs> it's like you're in Boston. <laughs> I once went to the cinema at 11.15pm. And at the time, I was like, oh, it's a bit late, isn't it? Imagine going to the cinema now. <laughs> Genuinely, last time... I saw the end of match of the day, Blackpool were in the Premier League. <laughs> so anyway, my daughter's had a, a fungal infection da- in the downstairs region. Oh, Sudacrim Central. Sudacrim Central. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she woke up at 11 p.m. Well, I'd, I'd already had two. I already had two hours in the bag at that point, Rob, from okay. my nine, nine p.m. sleep, <laughs> yeah. which it turned out I needed because she was in quite a lot of discomfort from it. Yeah, and basically to the point where you know when a child is in the position where you'd take, you definitely take them to the doctors if it was daytime. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if that was an adult, you'd you would never take yourself to A and E, but when it's a child, and we've got a, you're like. She's there's just no way she's going to sleep here. We need to. I think we were yeah. worried she had a urine tract infection. Yeah, and it's hard though to tell a child. Oh, we'll just go try and get as much sleep as you can. We'll yeah. go in the morning. Yeah, but we'll phone them at eight a.m. and then the we'll get put in a queue in the morning. She doesn't understand that concept. So went to the um, hospital. Obviously, only one allowed in. So I sat in the car. Oh, you love it there. I drew the long straw. You can swap the person. Oh, can you? Did you? I offered. That's all you can do. That's all you can do, Rob. It's all you can do. What did you I do with offered. the car? Did you sleep? Did you listen to something? So I was worried because the next day was my, I'm on, I've got like a bit of a, a deadline I'm behind with, with some writing. And the next day was the only day that week where I'd put it aside for work. And I was like, I cannot believe this, that this next day is ruined. So I was sat yeah. in the car. But also as well, you'll be told that you've had an absolute touch. So like, yeah. I'll do what, well, you, man- you managed to get that... 37 minutes sleep in the car that I didn't get. Well, I, and how how on earth, in any kind of world, is that something that's been good for you? That exactly. you've got to sleep in a car for 37 minutes. But there was no way I was getting to sleep in the car. So <laughs> no. I ended up having to do my writing in the notes version of my phone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I've got to get a day's writing fitted in, in the notes version of the section of my phone, while sat in a car. Powered on two hours sleep. On, two, on the two hours sleep. Also, um, I've started doing like, uh, you can do these like 10 minute meditations on YouTube. Oh yeah. And it's really good. It's really. I'm a massive fan of meditation and mindfulness. It's so good. It's so useful. It's really, really calmed me down. You might've noticed in the last few weeks, Rob, I've been absolutely full of the joys of spring. Yeah, you are. You do Um, notice if you seem a bit less stressed, I'd say, than you have been in the past. Totally. I'm so much less stressed. I have those moments of stress, but I can move them on. 
much quicker. That's good. But I find, even if you've had a really bad sleep, if you go and take yourself away for 10 minutes and do a meditation or mindfulness, it can give you like a little, it's, it's like the equivalent of a power nap. Definitely. And then you feel a bit more energised for the rest of the day and calmer about stuff. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it. I'm a huge, huge ambassador for it. And I thought I'll do a 10 minute meditation sat in my car, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a, t- <laughs> it's a tough ask. That's you must be good at ask. it. But also then... I started getting in my own head, which is the mistake of meditation. It's the one thing you're trying not to do. Yeah. I started worrying because I was sat there in the driver's seat with my eyes closed in the car park. I started panicking about what it'd be like if someone knocked on the window and how much I'd jump. (laughs) (laughs) So then I became too scared to close my eyes. So I was trying... (laughs) That's no way to meditate. That's no way to meditate. Fully awake, on edge, in a London hospital car park. <laughs> I want to be given of all sorts, waiting for your daughter to be checked out by a doctor. I felt like Buddha himself. <laughs> if you manage to meditate there, you should just start a commune. Start a cult. <laughs> you are too powerful for this podcast. <laughs> so, anyway, I did my, tried to do my 10-minute meditation. And then tried to write stuff in notes on my phone for two hours. I'll just read you also some of the texts that um, the hell my wife was going through while this was happening. 17 past midnight. We're in the waiting room. Quite a few people here. Uh, 26 past midnight. She's freaking out and won't we in the potty. 27 past midnight. This is a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) And you're... A wide-eyed, open meditation. I don't. Right I don't yeah, I, I, I hadn't started the meditate. I hadn't started the meditation by this point, but I was close to needing it. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> Thirty past midnight. I don't know what to do. She's freaking out and refusing. Thirty-seven past midnight. She won't do it in the pot, and they won't take a sample that's been in the potty. I don't know what to do. Radio silence. I don't know what you're going to do in the car. Yeah, one o five a.m. She did it. The tiniest amount, but it was enough. Just waiting. 106, the waiting room is, uh, 106, the waiting room is empty now, and she is absolutely fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> 127, she's like a different child now. Oh no, and he got his happy kid who's fine. <laughs> did you panic a bit because she was just losing her mind, do you think? We did panic. She was in like serious pain and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they go mental with it. 202, we've been waiting for the results for an hour. <laughs> And that's the last message. So I imagine that was there. just before the end. They're still there, Rob. <laughs> you better come But on. I've just changed my number. But um, so that was my evening. Oh, wow. What time did you get home in the end? About quarter to three. You know what? Not the, at least she's been checked out, and you've got the medicine. Well, we we had that as well when um that uh, the youngest was really little. She was about eight nine months old, and she was having like trouble and going to the toilet and all constipate like that. And then we was there for hours and hours, and then we finally saw a doctor, and then we thought we were waiting for. We had to wait for something like that. And then she got her in and she went, well, she's done a poo yet? It was like, yeah, about two hours ago. She went, oh, yeah, you could have gone then. I was like, well, just don't mention that to me. Just, oh. just, how about you go, good, pretend to write something down and go, well, that's fine then. She can go. Not, you should have gone then. Oh. Don't oh. do that to my morale. People are just not aware of other people's morale enough. That's what I've, I've realised. It's because you're so chirpy, Rob. It's because you're so chirpy. No one realises. Doctors can't, you know, just got to try and manage information better and delivery of it. Just, you know, that you know that you're just making me sadder telling me that. That's not helping. Um, anyway. Do you want some emails? Oh, yes, please. I've got some good Instagram stuff as well. It's the lockdown parody mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag.
Um, can I give you one before we start? Yeah. Just a little bit of, it's a quick one. Um, I had to share the news of my friend's baby arriving. Baby, guess the name? Malcolm or Gavin? Malcolm! Introducing Malcolm. Malcolm. And this is screenshotted from a phone of a friend. So I don't know if we're allowed to give out there. But little baby Malcolm was born yesterday at 10.30 a.m. A healthy, bouncing baby boy. I mean, Amazing. I, I don't think you need to put boy in there. He's called Malcolm. It's such a strong name for a baby girl. Um, but yeah, baby <laughs> girl, literally born in September. So that's good, isn't it? Do you know what? Imagine if it really takes off. Good to see. If this, if Malcolm becomes a bit of a boring name where everyone's got yeah, it. Yeah, you know like, I mean? you know, like James or Oliver. Yeah. One of them, Oliver yeah, and exactly. One of them. Right. This is from Dorothy Barker. Hi, Josh and Rob. Referring to the episode and the confusion over whether Josh's parents lived in Devon or Heaven, the daughter of our family friend, uh, who happened to be her childminder, moved to Devon a uh, little after she turned five. Tessa was, of course, very sad that her friend had moved to Devon and could talk about little else. She was missing her friend terribly and would tell everyone about it. The only problem was she kept telling everyone that she was very, very sad as her best friend Abigail had gone to Heaven. Oh, no. How old was she? Five. Five. Oh, God. Imagine getting that information delivered to you and you're like sort of a friend of a friend or oh. like the teacher. As you can imagine, people were feeling suitably upset for her, especially when she started telling everyone that she wanted to go to heaven too to see her friend. <laughs> oh, God. We even got a phone call from her teacher to discuss support we could put in place at school to help her cope with her grief. Oh, that's horrible. I mean, you just have to, every time you introduce her to anyone, go, Abigail's her friend who's still alive but lives in Devon and she gets confused between Devon and heaven. Have a good day at the party. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there we go. I, I mean, that is... You're not alone, Josh. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. So this is from Maggie Harris. Go Mags. Hello, I'm Maggie, and I may only be 14, but I love the show. It's really helped me get through my schoolwork and being on my own at home all the time. In one episode, you were talking about the youngest Gavin and Malcolm, and in another, the strangest names. I thought I'd get in touch to say, firstly, I know a five-year-old Gavin and a 10-year-old Malcolm. <laughs> oh, wow. Maggie, think... Gavin and Malcolm, is that an Enid Blyton novel? <laughs> Well, it's it, genuinely, maybe these names are more popular than we think, Rob. I don't think we're moving in the right circles for a Malcolm. I, I think Malcolm is going to be more popular than, than Gavin, isn't it? Gavin's a bit more of a um, working Who's class. Who's Gavin? Though. Gavin Peacock, the footballer. Gavin, Gavin's a very British name, I think. I don't think they talk yeah. do it in America, do they? No. Um, this is how boring my life is. I googled white-headed pigeon earlier because we had a weird-looking pigeon in the garden and uh, didn't even bother. That's the first time I read it. Something else happened in the time it took me to Google <laughs> white-headed pigeon. I didn't even actually look where they're from. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, an Australian bird must have escaped. Anyway. So, she's uh, got a five-year-old Gavin and a ten-year-old Malcolm. There's also a girl in my year whose name is Chicken Angel. Chicken Angel? I think I've bought chicken from there at 3am in Camberwell. Chicken Angel sounds like a chicken cup. Where was she? I was in Chicken Angel. She was just going to Infernos and he got a pack. <laughs> the last place you want to find yourself at 2am is Chicken Angel, isn't it? Oh, bless her. She's going to get so many of those jokes. She gets in trouble a lot at school. Uh, so over the loudspeakers, almost every day we hear, <laughs> Chicken Angel, please come to your detention. <laughs> I don't understand if Chicken Angel is the first name. Or is <laughs> Is chicken the first name and angel is the surname? Angel's the first and second name. But the chicken, I've never heard anyone called chicken. 
Chicken is a very, very unlikely name. Anyway, uh, so she knows Gavin and Malcolm and a chicken angel. A 14-year-old listener as well. That's oh, th- Thanks, Maggie. Also, a parenting strategy from my parents when they took me and my brother to Cornwall when we were little. Along the way, we had to go on a car ferry, and my brother was absolutely terrified. So my parents told him that the boats drive along an underwater road. My brother still to this day believes them. So thank you very much, Maggie, for all those. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to build it underwater, just go a bit higher and have a bridge. (laughs) Yeah, very good point. It's just a very low bridge. It's a very low bridge. It got got a bit flooded here on the channel. Um, I've got some really good names, surnames, stuff here as well, if not some names. Um, So, hi, Rob and Josh. Firstly, just want to say how much I love your podcast, and it has saved our sanity over the past seven months. My mum, there's people, I'm just thinking, there might be people that weren't pregnant when this podcast started, and they got pregnant in the time. Do you know what I mean? Or they've been pregnant the whole time, which is quite interesting, isn't it, Josh? Yeah. That we could have people that have listened to this without kids and then they'll start listening oh, yeah. to it when they have kids. Anyways, just, you know, those kind of things pop into my head along with, why has that pigeon got a white head? Anyway, <laughs> this is from Rebecca. I'm mum to two girls, three-year-old Rosa and seven-month-old Juno. We had our second daughter, Juno, at the start of lockdown. So initially, having a newborn and toddler with that, our usual childcare and grandparents to help was very full-on. Listening to you guys did make me laugh and feel a lot better about our toddler's meltdowns. On the subject of awful names, I think I have a winner and could like to stress this is 100% true. I'm a primary school teacher, and at my previous school in Peckham, there was a child with the first name Marvellous right, and the surname Orgy. No. <laughs> Marvellous orgy. However, it was spelled O-R-J-A-Y-Y. So orgy. That's not going to stop the kids. (laughs) I know, but that's... It's it's spelled marvellous orgy, but it's orgy. They were French, and I'm not sure the parents had realised the implications of his name. Also, imagine the poor marvellous when he joins Tinder when he's older. (laughs) What's his name? Marvellous orgy. Weirdo. No. Well... A sex fan. There is something worse that you could have on Tinder, Rob. Yeah. Uh, this is from Kirsten Smith. Hey, guys. Not a parent, but most of my friends are, so I've been listening to the podcast in solidarity. Yeah. Uh, not fully caught up yet, but just used a uh, just listened to the episode where someone had used a picture of themselves with Josh on Tinder. Oh! The very next day, I was on Tinder, and I came across this profile picture. Also, I should act as marvellous orgy is actually a lady as a girl, not a okay. boy. Sorry, I got that wrong. Oh, Joey is a picture of me. They've used your picture on Tinder, Rob. They've used my picture on Tinder as like a catfish. It's Joey, who's 40. I'll piss off. 40? And he's and he's he's edited the picture. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. We, we can put that on our Instagram, can't we? I suppose. Yeah. Yes, you can. (laughs) Joey should be asking that, not me. I can put a picture of me on Instagram. Why you stood in front of the most, like, the the newest brickwork I've ever seen in my life? Where are, do you know this picture? No, I think he's cut me out and that's a fake background. Right. I don't don't think I've ever been there. But also as well, that's obviously taken from the telly when I'm talking to a producer off camera. And he's made my eyes blurry. He's put me in a filter, but I look, I look like I've got makeup on. I look... I think I look quite good there. He's also whitened your teeth as well. I know. I think he's made them bigger. They're not like that, are they, John? (laughs) Some things things look exactly right. No, 
He's made that slightly big around the side. He must have. What? They're not that big. It's an amazing decision to make. I mean, of all the people's faces you'd steal, I'm not a bad looking bloke, but I'm not. No. Or maybe well, he's, he's going for like not too good looking to scare but women off. But y- y- you're going to really, unless he looks like you, it's a very difficult thing to. I mean, you're only going to get so far. Do you think. <laughs> do you. <laughs> also, as well, like. Is it American or British? Because it's sort of like, I sort of would hope that I was famous enough now that yeah. someone that would steal my identity would go, and I won't steal this because everyone will know who it is. But he's deemed me so unknown and so low low level fame-wise that I would be good enough to trick a girl into going on a date. Um, if anyone else turns up uh, Joey 40 on Tinder, then uh, yeah. who, uh, she said she didn't swipe right as she found the whole thing, frankly, a bit creepy. What, my picture or the stealing of my identity? She, she, she isn't specific on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with uh, identity theft, but you just look awful, so I'm going to leave that. But I think maybe he's stolen my face. I've got the look of a guy. He's not bad looking, but you can't, you won't have to worry about him on a stag. But the problem with it is, Rob, the moment that he gets a date, he's done for because he's not you. Or have you just uncovered my cheating? Well, do you know what? Is that if my way to an affair? I have then you have played a very, very shrewd hand. Because I didn't... <laughs> you didn't respond. You didn't wow. even blink with a, a, the worry about it. Shrewd hand. Yeah, very shrewd. Um, yeah, well, I'll stick that on Instagram. It is, it is, even though it is me, but it doesn't look like me, does it? It's like a caricature drawing. Yeah. Rob, anything from the Instagram? Yes, this one is from uh, the Instagram. I love that. The, the, the net, the online. <laughs> It's from the socials. From um, the old World Wide Web. This is from Ella Josephine. Uh, hi, I've just started listening to your podcast this week and I wondered if either of you had names for your children whilst your partners were pregnant. I used to, we used to call, I used to call them Bernadette. Did just you? To annoy, annoy Lou that I was going to call like his Bernadette. But um, we didn't go with Bernadette. I know we didn't really. We used to have, um, we had the name very early. Uh, my wife dreamt the name. But did you used to prefer to the bump as the name or waited just called it like um it it <laughs> the baby i wasn't too like cutesy about it do you know what i mean i think we were worried by give, saying the name you were basically humanizing a lump yeah do you know what i mean we, and when you're very anxious as a parent if anything's going to go wrong we yeah. were very careful to not over humanize what yeah. it was in case anything went wrong so I just said sort of Bernadette with the second one, being a bit cockier and stuff. But like with the first one, we just called it the bean because it looked like a little, it doesn't look like a kidney bean on the first scan, yeah. doesn't it? And we just kept to call it the bean. And then that was going forward. I think we were just sort of, maybe, I don't know if it was worrying too much. We used to just say the bean and stuff until yeah. the baby was born. It sounds rude now, but we didn't use it in that term. We were just no, of it course, like a of bean. Of course, I, I, you know, I was, I was taking the moral high ground on that one. Yeah. Rob. Did you have your names? What was your score with your names? Did you have them before the your daughters were born? Uh, yes, yeah, we did really. Yeah, they were all sort of lined up. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah, I can't stand it when people go like, "Oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, we've got a name, but we can't tell you." Yeah, but we do know. But I've not told anyone, not even my mum. And I was like, "I don't give a shit. I don't care." Yeah, what you can couldn't care less, mate. Couldn't care less. Um, but yeah, we had it, and we just sort of like straight up, you know, we told people what we were going to call the kid, but we didn't refer to it as those names until they'd arrived. Yes. Um. Anyway. Uh, so you didn't, you just, you didn't. No, because we had the name in early doors. And I think, I, I just don't think I'm, um, I don't think I've got a, a creative enough mind to have come up with a second name. Oh, 
Josh, you, you're writing a book in a car at 1am whilst your kid's <laughs> getting antibiotics and you've got your eyes open whilst you're meditating. You're but creative. What, right? but this was premeditating. This oh, was premeditating. Right, yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, I'd be... I'm, the, the names would be all over the shop. Well, yeah, I think, that's the thing. I think it is actually better to have kids when you're older because you're more relaxed and not as nervous and you've not got as much work stuff going on and all that kind of stuff. But it, it, you'll be even more tired. So it's a trade-off, isn't it? Do you want the energy and exhaustion from anxiety or, you know, you're quite chilled, but, you know, you will put your back out. Right, here we go. I don't have children myself. This is from Ella. But when my mum was pregnant with me, my nickname was Zinzan after the All Blacks rugby player. Zinzan Brook. Yes. And as a continuation of the Z thing, and also because she kicked my mum so much, my younger sister got the name Zinedine Zidane. This must have been around the time he got sent off for attacking that man's stomach. Anyway, one time when my mum was quite heavily pregnant, she and my nan were doing the shopping. When they were putting stuff in the bags at the checkout and about to pay, my sister must have kicked a nerve or something so her mum could barely move and she sort of almost collapsed and just stumbled. And my nan said, was it Zinedine Zidane again? <laughs> <laughs> Which for the, for the cashier must have been... <laughs> It's like it's like the mum's like, like a voodoo doll and Zidane <laughs> just headbutting it. <laughs> would you ever go with like a name like like that? Would be such a mad name to suddenly go for out of nowhere like Zinedine. Like going for a name of someone who's like so you know when there's names that are so associated with yes. one person. No, but yeah, because that's quite a it's it's a fairly you know original name anyway. But also he's mega one of the best footballers ever. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's like a. I suppose Diego would be Cristiano would be a, a similar one. I suppose. Well, he took Ronaldo on, didn't he? And he became more he famous too. than original Ronaldo, which is remarkable, isn't it? That is bold. Yeah, but I think it's an Algerian name Zinedine, and but there haven't been many other famous Zinedines. But yeah, I know what you mean like. Other like you know, what other, what other names like Madonna? But then <laughs> she's she's she nicked that. She nicked that, and she's. Do you know what? She's made it her own. Who is the most? What's it like? Who's the most fa- famous person in the world? Uh, Donald Trump. Trump. Do- Donald Trump was pro- yeah. There must be some other Trumps knocking about. Would you change his surname? Hitler, Adolf, Adolf. There can't it be. It died out. It did die there out. Cannot be another Adolf anywhere because either one, you're a racist. And yeah. you're doing it because, you know, you want to, you know, support his cause, as it were. Yeah. Or the other option is you don't, you've never heard of him, which I... I t- <laughs> <laughs> there must be someone, there must be people in the world that haven't heard of Hitler. Yeah. We've called her baby Adolf. Who? What? <laughs> he did what? <laughs> Bloody hell. You'd think that'd be more famous, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Do you want some um, nose-stroking um, stuff, Rob? We get so much nose-stroking stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that I want really? to draw a line under it. Okay, so we we'll just get for a bulk of nose strokes, and then we can move on. So this is from Jasmine. Okay, so the nose stroke is a strong baby knocker out, as she says. I meet nine babies minimum a week, and I've had people call me the baby whisperer. I'm a newborn photographer. Part of my job is to get babies to sleep, so I can take these cute baby sleeping photos. They're brand new, beaming with pride. Parents, what is the trick? The nose stroke. No way. She would know, though, wouldn't she? The reason it works is that it forces the baby to close their eyes, possibly the fear of being poked in the eye. Maybe I should have done that when I was sitting in the car. Yeah. Stroked yeah. my own nose. Or, you know, the person who's worried about knocking on the window, what if they put their hand through the window and just give you a little stroke? <laughs> would that be helpful or terrifying? Do you know I mean, what? if it got you to sleep. That could be the new kind of mugging, couldn't it? 
Rather than threatening people physically, go up to them, stroke their nose, they fall asleep and you take their wallet. Yeah, all that w- wasting the time with like, was it, you know that in spy films, they put like a rag with chloroform, is it chloroform? Yeah. And that knocks them out. Just a little nose stroke, you know, you can take the wallet. Perfect for the next Bond movie. That would be a great, that feels like a Netflix series, The No Stroker, about this guy that would just basically get people to sleep and then steal all their stuff. (laughs) Like the wet bandits in Home Alone, The No Stroker. So, he's already in a film, Rob. Hi guys, this is from Philip Taylor. Like you both, I have a young daughter, so don't know uh, what I've done within lockdown without Frozen 2, which is definitely better than the first one, he says. During the latest viewing... I noticed something that made me think of the show. When Anna and Elsa's mum sings All Is Found Early Doors, she gets Anna to sleep by giving her the nose stroke. Oh, it's in film. It's in film. It's got to be true. If Disney says it's true, it's true. Five strokes and it's game over. I attach the link. Wow. And you think of all the, the, the enemies that Anna and Elsa have to face and really all they've got to do is give her a quick five stroke on her nose quick and then five they stroke do whatever they nose. want. I've sent you the YouTube there. I'm just going to watch it myself. I haven't watched this. We'll put that up on Instagram and then we'll get a letter from Disney's lawyers and take it down. <laughs> a letter. Right. They'll email, won't they? The nose stroke. She's stroking her nose and she's straight to sleep. It's a classic nose stroke. It's the little finger on the nose five times and Anna is out like a light. The little finger? I'd always go index. What are you using I'd get, That's finger? where I was going wrong the first time. Ah, oh, you were using index. like The nose stroke is the way to go. The little finger is softer, isn't it, than the rest of your fingers? Because you use it less, don't you? The little finger's almost there just in case, isn't it? Maybe it's because I've got such hard workman's hands from all the manual work that I do, Rob, that the (laughs) nose stroke wasn't working. Do you think that's the problem? Yeah, that's probably what it is. You're always down B&Q, isn't it, doing DIY? Exactly. exactly. Weird that you go there to do it, you know. (laughs) Just just replace the window for you, don't worry about it. When I was a kid, we went on a school trip to B&Q. Where you grew up sounds so weird. We went to B&Q and then we had lunch in the car park. And genuinely, looking back, we bought a lot of shit when I was a kid and just thought that's what other schools did. <laughs> that is the worst school trip. Let us know if you had a worse school trip than that. But going to B&Q. They, they styled it as like one of those things where you're like learning how retail works. But the fact we had lunch in the car park hints to me that B&Q didn't even know we were coming. That is what... <laughs> Also, I think as well, like I went to Thorpe Park on a school trip. That's not a, that's that's not a school trip. I know, that's what I thought. You just go to Thorpe Park. It's a day out. <laughs> I know, and it was like in school time. It wasn't like a weekend. Really does sum us up. I went to B&Q, you went to Thorpe Park. Worst school trips, do get in touch. Or we, we're done with the nose stroking. We've established oh, yeah. it works. There can't be anything, unless there's some sort of scientific evidence or any other moments of snow stroking. I think we're done with nose stroking. We'll have to draw a line under it. We'll draw a line under it. Thank you very much. Uh, if you want to get in touch, this is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdownparents or Instagram lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff P.O. Box 76748 London E99DW. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We will see you on Friday. Yep, see you on Friday. Yeah.